This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Bulls are off and running, and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Episode 12 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast as we try to make sense of the Chicago Bulls, so wish us luck. I am Dan Bernstein, joined by Jason Bernstein, and just when you think... It's turning around just when you get these good vibes out of the Paris trip and a nice win over Atlanta. And here you go with an overmatched Pacers team that's missing Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, where do you want to start? (sighs) He's paralyzed. Where do you want to start? I could not sit through that second half. I would, even the entire game, I think I was screaming. There was probably, there were probably only about, three to five minutes where I was actually content with what they were doing. You were being me. Ma- 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 yeah, I was being you. And I said before this episode, I might go Dan Bernstein on this one because I am tired. I am officially done with DeMar DeRozan. I cannot with him anymore. And everybody that I've been talking to today, because everybody's an idiot in my school and everybody That's in general. Not is true. Okay. When it comes to, okay, fine. With it, when it comes to basketball, when it comes to Bulls basketball, and most people are idiots, and even people in the media, I heard uh, our guy Danny Parkins say something that was oh, oh, like, oh, "It's not Demar's fault." To catch a stray? Yes, he is, Danny. Oh. I'm coming from. No, I'm not no, coming from you know Danny. I just disagree with this. what he said. You know, if you do this, you know how their their show works. The thing is that I don't care as much as you do about Shane because I know Shane and I love Shane and I'm not self-conscious about it because Shane can do whatever the hell he wants. I just won't pay attention to it. (laughs) That being said, I would love to have some of the steak that you're getting. Anyway, ah, they can't. They can't survive this way. Sorry that it sounded like someone died when I screamed like that. But they can't. I can't deal with them. Why is... 
DeMar taking a two every time. They shot 0 of 10 from the three-point line in the second half. De not DeMar. Vooch and Patrick got zero rebounds in the second half. They were up 16 at half. They were up 21 at one point in the second quarter. And they lost by six to an Indiana Pacers team without by far their best player. DeMar DeRozan cannot pass if he wanted to ever. He, can, he doesn't though. want to. He can. We know well, he can. He's, he's bad at entry passes. But my God, if you're going to say all this stuff about I'm I'm so hard on Patrick Williams, he went as far as to say I verbally abused Patrick Williams. And then we don't know who it was in the back who said what? And then DeMar yelled, shut up. And if that you're going to – if it was funny, but if you're going to try to lead a younger player and set an example, you actions speak louder than words. You have to do something in order for them to take it. What it seems to me like Demar is doing, he's not getting up and getting back on defense. He complains about every single foul call ever. And he doesn't pass the ball to Patrick Williams. How do you want to mentor him? How do you want him to get better? If, if you're not going to give him the opportunity to do so, Patrick man, Patrick's man doubles him every time. And was he too? He takes a contested 18 footer every single time instead of giving Patrick the ball for a wide open corner three. It's so easy. It's so easy. Their first half was great, especially that second quarter. It was great. The ball was moving. Everybody was touching in. Everybody was getting theirs within the system. When the ball stops, everything stops. People become disengaged, especially Patrick Williams. We've seen this before. He didn't get a single rebound. And Will Perdue talked about this after the game, how when other guys aren't touching the ball and, it's just, and they're playing iso ball, nobody's going to want to get rebounds because they're not getting the ball enough. It, it, it's more than that. People want to play in the system. People want, people want the ball to go around. It's as simple as that. And when the ball stops with DeMar, it makes everybody worse. And I know he's a great player. And he's done – last season he had a great year. And he has done – I guess he's brought a, a winning enough culture to the Bulls. But I know Zach Levine turned, that, turned the ball over a bunch at the end of the game. But when you're sitting there doing nothing as a max player who lately has been playing good basketball – you're going to want to try to do stuff when you get the ball. I I can't. I just can't. I can't. I, there, I, I there's can't a lot in here. It. There's a lot. Let, let me. That 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 was a good rant. Let let's let's unpack some. Wow. Of the things look at the old guy being mature that, here. For the that are brought up here. No, I'm 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 serious. I'm not kidding. The, the, I'm I'm. You know I'm with you on that. You know I am, and I know you've been meaning to get that out. But let's let's talk. There, there's there's several things involved here. First. Before we address the Zach piece of this, the idea that that isolation ball, hero ball, ball watching deactivates certain players is unquestionably true. And Patrick is 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 not already a natural high motor operator. He doesn't rev at a high RPM. It's just who he is. It takes extra effort and engagement for him to be as effective as he needs to be. When the ball stops, players stop moving. There's, there isn't a need for all of the cutting and popping around when the ball isn't doing the same. And that means if you're standing in the corner or if you're standing up top, 
you're not cutting through where you're just more likely to get a rebound. There was an old coach who I used to work for who used to always yell at his forwards after the game where he'd say, one rebound, one rebound. If you're out there for 32 minutes, one rebound should accidentally hit you in the head. And when guys are standing around, it decreases the likelihood of even that, of that one rebound hitting them in the head. So there's, there's there's, there's sort of a knock on effect of standing around and ball watching. You bring up the idea of the two pointer that kills you. And we, when we talk about the idea of trading a two for a three and how that adds up, we saw it happen in front of us. We literally watched in that second half. There's a contested two. What a shot by DeRozan. The hand in his face from 18. And here's Benedict Matherin. Bang. Down the well it goes. And he's a step behind the line like nothing. And it didn't wasn't the same effort. And it didn't look as amazing. But it counts more. It counts for more. It's one thing to say 0 for 10 from 3. I am as mad about the 10 as I am about the 0. I'm as mad. The, the, both numbers are unacceptable. And some nights shots aren't falling. I get that. But I'm as peeved about the attempts because they, they what they were doing was, was standing and watching and waiting. And we were told now after the fact that they were, Billy Donovan mentioned, and I was Billy, but somebody mentioned at halftime, this Indiana Pacers team comes back from double digit deficits. They were yeah. told they weren't ambushed. This wasn't, oh, geez, this young team just up and beat us. We, uh, we, we let our guard down there. They were warned to say, hey, th- that's what this team does even without Halliburton. And they they still, they still let it happen. Though, look at the difference that five points made. Indiana made five threes and the Bulls made none. And even if you swap out those three for two, each three for, for a two, however you want to do the, the, the back of the envelope math on that. I know that's that doesn't exactly work. But that's a, a five-point differential at a minimum. So I, I get what you're saying. I think the evidence is there. We saw it. Let's discuss Zach. You, know, you said he's been playing good basketball. Yesterday was not his finest hour. They, there's a lot of problems that they have in their roster construction and not having Dragic available for that game. It should never have gotten to that point. It should right, never. That's what I mean, it should never have gotten to the point where you're relying on the decision making of Zach Levine because he's got to have the ball in his hands, and you don't have a point guard who's going to try to find him for the catch and shoot stuff at which he's best. His handles, also, his handles leaky, and and you can't trust his him. His handles usually fine. The things that T, for, I was just going to say, TJ McConnell is a point guard. He's a good player. Yeah. He had twenty and ten last night. On nine of fourteen from the field and three steals with a plus nine and only two turnovers. He had twenty and ten. He had twenty and ten. Yeah, you picked him out in the summer league like, game. He that was five years ago. But I, I you you said he's slow. He's he's not that good. He's not as good as Caruso. He had twenty and ten, and he had a clutch bucket on Io Desumu where he just ran right by him. Who right now I am also done with. Well, because... you're down on him. You, you, you no, can't... no. Wait. He he went 0 for 3 from 3 and they were all open. Yep. And it I man, he's so frustrating to watch. If if you're and especially if he's out there to be defensively responsible and you're getting blown by it's one thing it's Tyrese Halliburton, but if you're getting blown by TJ McConnell in a clutch Terrible. moment, Pause. I I was I'm 
Huh? You need, an, you need oh. an extra buy in there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That's hey, right. hey, what, what was it? But if, Whatever if, floats your boat. I am, but I, am, I, am, I am. The thing is that you can't do that. If, if you're supposed to be defensively responsible and, and that's what happens to you, <laughs> keep Kobe White on the floor then. And I really like what he's been doing. He didn't shoot it great, but I don't care. I He took seven threes, made two of them. I'm okay with that. If he takes seven threes a night, I'm happy. I th- He has range off the catch to shoot it from over 30 feet, I think. I, I trust him to make deep threes. And I, I, just, I want the Bulls to be like Grinnell College. I think I uh, mentioned them in a podcast episode earlier i don't know which one it was but i what, shoot I've a, said literally Grinnell shoot a three every time shoot a three every time because say in a half right i mean this or just in general say there are 45 shots taken by each team one team takes all twos and the other team takes all threes one team makes 20 of the 45 twos it's a good percentage but the and the other team shoots 15 of 45 from three and that's 33%, which is a terrible percentage from not terrible, but it's not great from three and 20 of 45 is a really solid percentage from two, it, it, assuming they're not all wide open dunks, just like just twos. That means the team that shot all threes and shot poorly wins by five points, 45 to 40. It just, it's math. And I'm not good at math, but I can do that. The Bulls need to take more threes. I don't know why it's so hard for them to sh- take a step back. It's not hard. And it, if you're, there's no point in shooting the ball if you're outside of 10 feet and within the three point line. I just don't understand it. Right, here's what I want to say. I, I just don't. Okay. Well, let, let, let's just say that the Bulls, for the sake of this discussion, that the Bulls say, okay, fine. We want to shoot more threes. So who's shooting him? Zach is going to, you, you, Zach. Want, you want him to take, what did you say? 13 a game. Was that your number? Yeah. Something like I, I, as many as possible. Zach, Patrick, Kobe. And it would have Vooch. to be Vooch, but Vooch wants to operate closer to the basket. I'm okay with him doing that. If he takes four threes a night, four to five threes, and all of his buckets, I, I don't really like when he takes mid-range jumpers. He is pretty efficient. If it's in the system where it's just a two-man game, okay, fine. But I, I like when there's a two-man game and he gets a six-foot hook shot and or a baby hook. Or he can use his big man footwork. Sometimes he has moments where it looks like he's going to travel and then he stays just in control enough to put up a layup. But if he's getting bunnies and he's taking five threes a night. That's where I want him scoring. And if he can put up 20 points like that, I'm, I'm happy. But I I can't, I can't deal with guys like DeMar stopping the ball and taking contested long twos. It's just not good enough. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The other issue that you're going to have is a team without a true point guard because they don't have one except Dragic, and he's he's only going to give you what 18 minutes a night. That if, if somehow Levine is going to handle the ball a lot, and it means he's going to be making decisions. And you're, if you're playing close games and you're relying on him to understand the way a play is designed like they were doing last night and he, he was not trustworthy with the ball, you're going to run into some problems because he's not – Zach Levine is a really talented scorer and he is a shot maker. He's fast and he can leap and, and, and he's terrific around the rim, but – He's he has never ever been an instinctive player, and he's come a long way. He's believe he really not, has. He, he really not, has. He's he's a lot better than he's been. But at this level, it's difficult to max. It's it's uh, that's not he. That's we can't change that. That's a sunk cost. Right. No, that's what I mean. It's just you. I feel like it's difficult to max a guy who isn't an instinctive basketball player. Because I think instinctive basketball players often are the ones who are able to, they think through everything, they make the right decisions, and they make the right play when it matters most. You look at guys that are unathletic, but extremely extinct, the instinctive and extinctive. Um, Luka Doncic, right? Well, well that's no, 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 I, I know. Wow, that's that that's a little early, but he's... He, he's you want to bet? <laughs> The top three player in the NBA right now, and he is so slow and so unathletic for an, a star NBA forward. Just about the best general. player in the league, and the he's best player and in the league is slow and, he's the best, and unathletic. Right. Jokic, yeah, the best like, player in the NBA. You, it, that it's can kind of only fat and slow the, and those talent, talent and athleticism. As much as I would like to have it. It can only get you so far, and if you if you're not an instinctive basketball player, I feel like it's going to be hard to win a championship. It's 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 an odd comparison, but you look at um the the game on I think it was was it Saturday or Sunday when the Bills and Bengals played. All right, I don't know where you're going. Give you some latitude here, counselor. I'll allow. Okay, it. I don't, it was over the weekend. The Bills played the Bengals, and the Bengals absolutely dismantled it was sunday that dismantled the bills 27 to 10 and joe burrow who is less talented less physically gifted than josh allen just is in a more instinctive athlete and he makes the right play he's calm and he puts it he puts himself in positions to succeed whereas josh allen he gets rattled and he gets nervous and it seems like in big moments he crumbles. It's like that. That physical gifts can only get you so far if you're not an instinctive 
athlete. And well, then, I think then, then, is showing it right now that he can't be the number one guy. I think he's a great number. I think he could be a great number two if he had a star, but I don't, I don't think he can be a number one. And I don't think, and Demar, obviously, I don't think is that number one for Zach to be the number two. Do you blame Billy Donovan for being over-reliant on Zach? Or do you think he is allowing Zach to show everyone what he can or can't do and saying, all right, my boss has signed this guy to the max Right? No, I'm not going to blame Donovan for that. I I think I was just going to say because he he was maxed. He's supposed to be that guy, right? They paid him to be that guy. So I don't know. So I agree with what Billy's doing to give him every opportunity to be that guy. However, I feel like Billy... Trust DeRozan. I, I I think Billy trusts DeRozan because he's he's the vet. And Zach Levine's been in the league a while, but DeRozan has that veteran presence. And he he is a, he does calm the team down, but I, I just don't think that's enough. And I th- I I feel like this roster is poorly constructed. And well, I, I think I I, I think that I I think they really messed this up and I don't know what they're going to try to do to get out of it because you don't want to be in that position where you're going to be a nine seed in the plan and lose first game and you don't want to be in a, a but you're also not in a position to be in the running for Wemenyama and that's the type of guy that can change your franchise and the Bulls aren't in a place where a championship or a franchise changing player could be a reality. I have a great stat here. Uh, some analysis that I am. Uh, this was done by friend of the pod, Jeff Fairer, who, if you're not following on Twitter, he there's really good stuff there. He's at J F underscore Fay F E Y. And he sent this, he, he and I were having a conversation a little bit via DM when I just, you know, and I can share it. And I just, I, I said to him in the middle of the game and I said, everyone's standing around and watching DeMar. And he said, the first half was beautiful team basketball. Then they came out in the second half and hero ball watch DeMar mode. He said, I don't get it here. Here's what the, the stat that followed today. Okay. Just, just follow along here. Mm-hmm. Here's the percentage of field goal attempts that DeMar takes in the area from 16 feet out to the three-point line. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that that little seven-foot or so area. Last year, it was 28.8% of his field goal attempts. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought. This year, it's 33.8. That is a 5% increase in how many long twos. And he takes a high volume of shots, so five percent is not a small number. Okay, his there's more. His percentage of attempts from three point range last year nine point three percent. And in the off season, what do we talk about? Take a couple more a game. Find step to, into it. Find, step into it, as you said. That wasn't find, in the off season. That was, that was, that was, that was on the, I was on the pod. Or find oh, yeah. your way to find your way to flatten to the corner where it's a shorter shot. This year, it's down. Last year, 9.3. This year, 7.6%. Not only is he not taking more of those, he's taking fewer. Now, he's shooting 47.3% from the long two range, from that 16 feet out to the three-point line. You did a little bit of this, this, this armchair math earlier. 
the same offensive value would be someone shooting 31.5% from three for all of it. For all of the look at Demar, amazing throwback, right. exciting twenty one thousand points. Think about this: forty seven point three from there. The same exact point value comes from thirty one point five percent three point shooting. So if Javante Green took the same amount of shots as Demar Derozan, they were only threes. He would have a, he would have way more points like per game. Way more not offensive per game, but just right, offensive but value. I'm offensive sorry, value. So this was the the analysis here that that is what how Jeff puts this, where he says it's otherworldly how good Demar is on long twos, but defaulting to Demar's long two hero ball gets the Bulls out of any of their good habits. In that game, they got a big lead in the first half by playing sound team basketball. But at the first sign of resistance, they decided to revert back to DeMar time. And then Zach gets basketball jealous and feels he needs to do the same. And it cascades into what we saw last night. So this is where coaching comes in. This is where I think, and I know it's hard to coach 33-year-old stars and max players. I know it's not easy. But this, when, when we know it's happening, this is what, what has bothered me about Billy Donovan is great at seeing what happened. He's great at lamenting after the game, you know, we got into some of our bad habits again, or we stood around and we watched and we played isolation ball. But that's when you call a timeout. You're the coach. Exactly. That that's what has bothered me. Like you're in control of everything, or ideally, you're more in control than, than we are. A lot of people more yeah. than we are, and he's seeing what we're seeing. I I think he knows it, but I don't know why. Does he feel he can't cross Demar? Is he is Demar our AK and Eversley really close to Demar because they signed him as their free agent guy? Is he scared that? He'll get some ridicule from those guys I don't if know. he says anything. I don't know. It's, 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 not often, know. it's not often you see it happening in front of you. We're all calling it out. You're throwing things at the TV. I'm screaming, stop trading twos for threes and stop standing around. That's when the, he's the coach and it right. does start. And I like him and I think he's he's better than an average coach. And and. You know, Rick, our, our producer, again, who I forgot to mention, sorry, makes the point that it's possible that he's, he has set these guys down and said, we can't we can't play this way. We can't play this way, guys. Let's let, let's let's not forget to keep when, when it's going well, keep doing what we're doing. But but it's the point of feeling that little bit of, uh oh, oh, they cut it to seven. Oh, they cut it to five. Now what? Watch this. Demar's going to go against three guys. That's when in the moment. It's time to say, hey, get back to doing what we've been doing and find those good open shots and those good good, good looks at three. So yeah. it's it 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 is it's immensely frustrating. And I just want to oh go ahead. No, I just, I, I, I just want to say, first of all, Jim Boylan is still fired. Thank you. You know how much welcome. I appreciate it. I think when you're talking about bad coaching, I just want to bad bulls coaching. I just want to remind you of that. Jim Boylan is still fired. It could you. always be worse. I think I need to realize that too. And yeah, it, it, it's, it just goes to show how the Bulls can't win. It, it shows why DeMar DeRozan in an era of three-point shots and, the, and Steph Curry changing the game, it shows why he can't 
winning the playoffs. It 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 seems like oh my goodness, he's put up twenty one thousand points and he's had an amazing career and he's a Hall of Famer. If if he were in a if there was a one on one NBA, I'm sure he'd be fantastic at it because he sure likes to get his own rebound, just not somebody else's. Um, True that. Yeah. He he would be fantastic at that, but when it's five on five basketball, I don't want guys playing one on one because if you're only going to sh- if you play one on one, you make a three every time. Play one on one and make a three every time. Okay, fine. If Zach Levine wants to sh- shoot it from thirty feet and make it all the time, fine. It's not a two; it's a three, and that's more points. And the goal of basketball: if you score more points than the other team, you win. So maybe wow. the Bulls should take the shot that is worth more points more often in order to score more points than the other team that's, to win the basketball game. That's the kind of and analysis you, you know, really get here. Yeah. That, and you know who is has been a very effective three-point scorer this year for the Chicago Bulls, other than Zach Levine? Patrick, Patrick Williams. Williams. And he never touches the ball when DeRozan touches it first. And he needs to be touching the ball more because he can shoot. He can shoot over people. And yes, I do want to see him dunk on somebody at some point soon. I want to see him. I just want him to get out of that in-between range. I want him to be, hey, I'm going to shoot this as soon as I catch it. Or, hey, I'm going to pump fake and I'm going to take two dribbles and I'm going to dunk on you. I want I want Patrick Williams to have a little bit of a Lowry Markinen moment. Um, the thing is that Larry Markinen has done this when he's the number one option. He was, oh, he was decent on the Cavs last year. He was not the number one option. He had guys like Evan Mobley and Darius Garland, Jared Allen last year. And then they traded for Donovan Mitchell and he was part of that trade. He gets to be the number one guy on the team that's supposed to be tanking. And I think right now their record is better than the Bulls because of Larry Markinen saying, oh, I'm seven feet tall. I can dunk on you. And, oh, I'm seven feet tall. I can shoot over you. And he's shown that. I just want, I want Patrick Williams to have that sort of transformation into an in-between skilled player to a decisive, confident star. And I, I, I don't see why his abilities, he's surely able to do it. He's definitely skilled enough. It's just back to that instinctual basketball player. Does he have enough of that in him? And that's the question that has yet to be answered. And don't call me Shirley. The Bulls are at Charlotte, at Orlando, then a homestand where they'll see the Clippers, the Hornets, the Blazers, and the Spurs before leaving for three on the road. Remember, the trade deadline is going to be two games into that next road trip. They'll be at Brooklyn on February 9th, and we'll find out what the roster's going to look like. You'll hear from us a couple times between now and then, which brings us to the Organizations Win Championships College Showdown. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
I've got three players currently on active rosters. I'm going to challenge my partner to see if he knows where they went to college, and then he's going to give me three vintage names. I went first last time, so you fire away first this time. Okay, first we have former Philadelphia 76ers guard, Doug Collins. Illinois State. He did go to Illinois State, yes. Former Houston Rocket, Sacramento King, and for one year, Chicago Bulls forward, Rodney McRae. Oh, shoot. Did he go to Louisville? He did go to Louisville. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. And last but not least, Boy, we when, have... he, when he got to the Bulls, he was had like a, a fork and knife in his hand and a napkin around his neck. And won a title, right? Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, former, I'll just say, journeyman guard, a.k.a. E.T., Sam Cassell. Florida State. Yeah. Wow. Three for three. Is that the hey, first time? I might be. That might be my first three wow. for three. Wow. Okay. I need some better names. Yeah, Sam. Oh, come on. Or or it's or, okay. You, Wait a second. Yeah, good job, Dad. Good job. Sorry. 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 Come on. Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, let's go. All right. That's my first three for it. I needed it. For you, we will start with Portland's Trenton Watford or Trenton uh, Watford. LSU. Yes. Uh, the Clippers Musa Diabate. Michigan. Right? Yeah, this all right, you get this guy. Okay. S- the 76ers Julian is it Champagne or Champagne? Oh god. Is he on the team or is he on Delaware, their G League team? I saw him on the roster. I he was on the I, I saw him on the roster. Julian oh, I, Champagne. He's got like he, he's either got Mountain West or Big East written all over him. He's gotten like either UNLV or Providence. Those are the I don't know. Um, hmm, let's just say Georgetown. Oh my God! Did you come close? What? St. John's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That that was Ooh. I was getting really worried right there. I get, I get that vibe right there. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel that. Okay. Wow. No, that that was that. Impre- I think that was yeah. semi impressive. I had no idea. Pretty impressive. I just you know what he looks like. What's the Delaware G League team? The like Blue, Blue Coats. Claws? Yeah. Blue Coats? Mac McLong, the first ever G League player to uh, compete in a slam dunk NBA slam dunk contest is coming soon. He's on Delaware right now, and former Bull. He former was a Bull, co- Mac McLung. Was he a COVID Bull? Yeah. Yes. Did, did he play? I think he got in a game. He got in a game. He's, he's he had a mid range jumper at the United Center. He's back rimming in. I remember it. Um, number double zero. God, I uh, I'm so lame. My life is so lame. But um, <laughs> I was also going to mention during that Pacers game when they showed he DeMar's said that. game winner. I did from I, I know you said that, but when they showed Demar's game winner, I just I remember seeing Jordan Bell mm-hmm. at, in a Bulls uni, and I don't know if Mac McLong was there or not. But they even at one point last year they had Arison Ilyasova. Don't say that name on this show ever again. <laughs> Never. My, that is my the bane of my basketball existence. This the guy I still and I know this is observational bias. I've never seen him make a shot. Let me just look up his basketball reference. No, he has like, your eyes. No, don't. I, I would. Well, I, I just want to check what his percentages actually are. Okay, so in his career, he averaged 10 points, six rebounds, and an assist a game. He shot amazing. 30 without making shot, a shot. 
37% from three, 44% from the field, 78% from three from the free throw line. He, wow, I played think, for a I, lot of teams. I think he's from Georgia, right? Not the college, like the actual country of Georgia. I think he's from Turkey. No, no, that, no, Zaza, Zaza, he's Turkish. Ilyasova's his nickname Turkish? is his nickname is Turkish Thunder. Well, that's because he's from Georgia. No, uh, I think you're thinking of Zaza Pachulia, he, oh, first Zaza NBA Pachulia. first NBA champion from Georgia. And a hack. That dude, he was a hack. Yeah, he he just beat the crap out of Russell Westbrook for no he reason. A I remember. Hack. He also injured Kawhi Leonard, and it, mm-hmm. they were up like two nothing in that series or one nothing, and they he completely screwed him over by stepping on his foot on a three point line uh, on All a right. three point shot. That's episode twelve of Organizations Win Championships. We'll be back after the next couple of road games after Charlotte and Orlando. We will reconvene. So if you are enjoying this podcast, like it, subscribe to it, and that makes you part of the team. And you can just feel that that deep and abiding spiritual connection. You have you have the heart and soul and spirit that Jim Boylan would appreciate. And you can write OWC Pod across to your chest. And and you can you can join us. So rate it, like it, That's enjoy a bit too it. Much. Oh well, you know maybe maybe it'll work. We'll talk next time.